This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Davila Davidson, thank you so much for coming on. It's thank like you so much such a joy. Me. I have been, you know, I I get to be a little bit of a part of the like mom fluencer, mommy <laughs> blogger world, which is aspirational. It is genuinely aspirational. Um, and I've looked up to you for a long time. This is sweet. So it's, I love what you've built. Um, Bishatova, congratulations <laughs> on your fifth pregnancy. How far along are you? Uh, three weeks right now. We'll be 31 weeks on Saturday. Wait, 30? 30 weeks. Oh my gosh, this is like really happening. Really happening, yeah. Very There's soon. a person in there. Hello, yeah, person. I, um, yeah, he's actually probably listening to us right now. Great. <laughs> he's probably, is he, it's a he. I, I, I can say that. It's a boy. Wow. It's this a boy. is your second boy. My second boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're very happy. Does he like, is he like punching around? Like when I used to get excited a lot. or like have coffee, like the, the babies would just be like dancing yeah, around. Yeah, at least I love being pregnant. I'm not, you probably do. not a necessarily popular uh, opinion or feeling, but I, I don't know, just feel very grateful. And I've been feeling very good, which means I feel very lucky that I've been able to still enjoy because I realize it's not always the case. Sometimes, you know, depending on the pregnancy, some, you know, kind of hard time. But in my case, I generally like just enjoy even just seeing the belly growing. It's such a magical time. It's magical. Yeah. And even the fifth time around, you still feel like it's yeah. magical? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually very, very um, surprised that as of now, I still feel physically good. Like, I don't really have crazy back pain. I don't really, I, I'm, I feel myself like myself. Obviously, I need to be more careful. And I am, uh, I have, my youngest is 22 months old. Oh, my God. Danilo, what? <laughs> and Oh, you just had her during the pandemic. Yeah, so, she's a pandemic baby, 100%. Wow. And as such... She is still breastfeeding, which wasn't wow. my plan. <laughs> She's still <laughs> breastfeeding. Yeah. So you'll tandem breastfeed, you think? I know, yeah. So I want to be very clear about this because I, I love breastfeeding and I shared a lot in the past on Instagram and, yeah. when, you know, with my friends. So um, I tend to breastfeed. I think it's a gift. It and is. I obviously believe that fed is best. So if there is a challenge or if for any reason it's painful or if you can't figure it out, there's nothing wrong with using formula. Amen. I use formula twice with two of my children because at some point I willingly, I, I decided to stop uh, and um, around seven, eight months for whatever reason. And I bought formula and they were fine. They very happy. And I have then, the chills. I really... I really believe that's true. Right, like, right. And, you, and that you, each child needs what they need and that each person is incarnated in a time, in a place, in a family, yeah. in a system at their time. So what they get is what they get, what what they were born to get. I, I agree. And, and, and I think it's also like, uh, you know, the more pressure we put on us, the less milk we produce or the more stress, you know, the the less the less we're able to enjoy the actual process. And I think it's a journey. So I, I honestly, and we can touch this probably later today, but I knew nothing about motherhood when I became a mom. Breastfeeding came to me very naturally. Like, thank God. Like, it just, it, it was just natural to me. It just happened. So I tend to have this longer breastfeeding, breastfeeding journey. So my first was like over 12 months and it was about eight, nine months with the other two. Uh, but also the second and the third only 18 months apart so we were thinking Didn't about know. maybe having another third one and then you know one of the things you should not be breastfeeding so it's like not really pushing at some point and you know she just liked the bottle better and you know it kind of happened but with this one the fourth one I was like 
that's it. 12 months, you know, pandemic baby, high mom with all these children, pretty much zero help. And try to take care of myself as well. And, you know, yeah. it's also lots of, you know, energy and time. It's a job. It's a job. I don't remember how many hours that somebody once calculated the amount of hours you put in breastfeeding. It's like a full-time job for the first it's year, like right? Definitely like 40 hours a, a week for the <laughs> first year. It's crazy, right? It's Probably crazy. more, right? And, but anyway, she's very stubborn and she just... She just doesn't. She just, she doesn't just care. likes what she likes. Yeah, she knows what she likes. So yeah. yeah. So here we go, and we'll see. We'll see what we do. <laughs> wow, does that make you tired, though? Definitely makes me tired. Especially, I won't lie to you. At night, um, I don't know about you, but I personally, when I'm this pregnant, at the end of the day, I start feeling itchy. Mm. Or like, um, you know, like I need to move. I need to be free. I don't want to have somebody stuck on me, <laughs> you know. And and then that's the time she would come like, like, mommy. She talks a lot. Mommy, sit down. <laughs> she wants me to sit down so she can jump on me. And then she needs to look to watch some shorts on Netflix. <laughs> wow. She and likes then, what she likes. Yeah. And then she was slowly, you know, kind of like chill. And at some point we were able to move to the crib. And same things in the morning. And I'm busy. I'm like running around. Mommy. Sit down. I'm like, wow. Maybe I can't sit down right now. So, yeah, that's she, she's hilarious. She's hilarious. And I think, you know what, I know the pandemic has been very hard on many. And I think that all of us here in this room are probably very lucky, more or less, given. And still. Yeah. You know, where we live and how things probably worked out for us, but it's been really so tough on so many people and so, so many of us. So I think that one of the good thing about, things about being a mother of multiple children during the pandemic is that my children had each other. Mm. And I generally felt so sorry for those who, for whatever reason, had one child at a time because I can... And I, you know, friends of that went through it, you know, through the pandemic with one child, and it can be very, very, very challenging because you really need to socialize. You need, yeah. you know, human contact. You need to, you need to make friends. And these yeah. children were basically deprived of their normal existence for, you know, how long. Kids last summer, I mean, before the summer, were still wearing masks in most schools in uh, New York City. My kids in in Brooklyn, good. yeah. There, man, I get really rolling my eyes. Like you can't hear, you can't see me, guys, but I am rolling my eyes. Um, in Brooklyn, they were still wearing masks outside until this summer, through the summer. Yeah, crazy. I mean, we know that that's not necessary. Anyway, it's been. We are not wearing. I know them anymore. I know. I, mean, I know. Like, I know. But these poor kids have been, whether they're singletons. Or they're, you know, they have three other siblings and another on the way. Like, they've they've had it hard. And thank goodness for their resilience, really. Thank yeah. goodness for their resilience. And I, 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 I'm amazed by them. I'm amazed by these children, really. Like, they've, they've been fantastic, incredible. I, this is going to go into the history books, right? Like, what we went through, like the pandemic and all these children have been change for good or for bad, you know, suddenly yeah. to explain to a child, no, I, you know, you can't really travel there or see a relative or touch that or touch anything. Or I become like, I mean, I've got hand sanitizer on me. <laughs> yeah. like, Don't touch that. You can catch it. I mean, I try to be very, I try to be quite relaxed, but yeah. I think that we are all aware of the, you know, how dangerous this thing was. 
Like yeah. Somehow we never got it, which I'm very surprised. Laura was just asking if um, if we think older kids or younger kids, adults, elderly, who who what age bracket had a harder time? And let's just let's just boil it down actually to the kids. The truth is, I don't know because I didn't live with anyone uh, other than a six-month-old baby and a three-year-old. Um, my six-month-old, who's now three, my oh my god, how did I that happen? I about it. I know. So I like, oh my gosh. the tears. Um, she's very attached to me in a way that is is so sweet, and not the experience I had with. Ness, my older son at all, he was he he continues to be very independent and she's confident and I sent her to um, school right on time, um, if not earlier than I would. Um, yeah, because there wasn't enough um, socializing and I wasn't really in a place to be fun. Um, and so, I think, I really do think she's fine. I think she's fine. And I know that Ness at three in that classroom last year, not this not this past year, but the first year out of the pandemic, it was too tense. For mm. my son is so deeply sensitive and smart. And you that know was not a good combination for a young boy with two teachers in the classroom who were very tense. Yeah. He's fine now. But um, I do think that it it did impact him. And and it took some I, – I have talked in the past about how I would take him to OT and PT, not because he even – he doesn't even qualify, to be honest. But I saw that he was having trouble and – their brains are so plastic. Oh, the neuroplasticity in their brains, the the new pathways that they're able to create for themselves with some some focused guidance. I saw how he changed, and he's um, he's his more comfortable. That's self. amazing. But there was, think. Yeah, but there was a time where he was just a raw nerve, really. And um, I am curious what your experience was. First of all, thank you for sharing, and I can relate in many ways. Uh, my experience, I would say this. There's one experience which is related to what I did experience with my children, and there's something I've been thinking of for a while uh, while going through the pandemic. It was like, oh, my gosh, those poor teens, the mm. teenagers. I always felt so bad for these children because I – honestly, I can't even imagine what it means going through puberty – and through so many physical changes, and that's the time where you need your friends the most, you know. And you, I used to talk on the phone. Maybe they just chat all the time. I don't know, but they also have need to see them, you know, for real in real life. And many of these teens have been stuck home for like yeah, for like a year and a half, two years. And I think it must be must have been very tough for those kids. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a twin mom, a teen mom, so I. No idea. Like, I don't have right. practical information or data, but I do think that I I can imagine it's been really rough on them. Now, in my case, I would say young children, I think they probably were hit the list. If I look at my pandemic baby, born 2020, she will be two in two months. Around when the baby, just probably a few, a few weeks before the other baby comes, 
She is the happiest creature in the world. Wow. She knows nothing but beauty and food and love and and mommy. outdoors love. And mommy, of course, thank you. <laughs> yeah. She's just so freaking happy. Uh, and she will remember a thing. And she, she was also surrounded by, I have to say, very loving sisters and brothers. So that obviously helped. But I do think that she's just, you know, if they were born in the pandemic, I think the toughest time was probably the hardest was on us as moms because yeah. many times or most of the time we didn't have any help for whatever reasons because it's also harder to hire people and also in my case I could have hired people after she was born in September 2020 but we didn't have vaccine yet back in the day and I was like what are, what, are, what am I going to do I'm going to hire somebody and I'm going to start getting whole anxious because this person could bring COVID into my app there are so many other like layers and and, and ways to look in at problems just because the reality is so much more complex, right? Uh, as for my now, that's, I'm going to cry if I say that, but my older just turned eight. Like, <laughs> that makes me feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been eight years. And when the pandemic started, this child was still only five. So she turned six. She started, she's a summer baby. She started sixth grade, uh, sorry, first grade. And then I had to make a call because when we, we luckily have a place in Long Island and I've been so grateful for this thing because I never ever could imagine that that would become our shelter, our safe place during the pandemic. So we got in 2019. So technically this is the fourth summer, but it's only three years since we got our house, our home. So we moved to Long Island during the pandemic and, um, Give us opportunity to work from home because we have a lot, you know, more space. So after the baby was born, we tried to spend a couple of, maybe it was like a week or two in, in Brooklyn, where we used to live in Williamsburg. And we just realized it would be doable because my husband suddenly didn't have an office anymore and he had to work from home. And my other three children were just like, okay, what are we going to do here? There's no space. It's just like, you know, like tiny apartment, you see the apartment, what do we do? So I had to make the call to have my now eight years old, back then six years old, do first grade like remotely. Because mm. the school actually offers somehow some sort of a hybrid solution where she could have gone like a few times a week or even the whole week. But we're like, we cannot sacrifice the whole family, literally, because still pandemic, no vaccine, working from home, and we are five six people yeah and in order to send her to school we are all gonna basically been going crazy to <laughs> like tiny apartment oh, so you stayed out for that whole year so we decided to go back to long island wow. so she did um but talking about resilience she did so amazingly oh, well i'm so happy to hear that on the laptop on a computer that when i finally met the parents of the other children in June, in person, we did the play date at the end of the year. So I met a teacher in person. I met some of the parents. They literally complimented us because they were like, I can't believe this child was there and she was switching screens and stuff, everything by herself. By the end of the year, she had learned everything and she was like totally <laughs> independent. Huh? And we obviously, we helped her at the beginning, but then she just learned. And honestly, uh, I'm sure it wasn't, would have been better to be in person. But that just shows the resilience and the fact that, you know, with a positive outlook and mindset, everything is possible. She actually 
did enjoy first grade and she went on and so second grade last year and in person finally and everything went well and she's a she's a very happy child I'm also very grateful that I, I must say this that she's my first because I mean I love all my children of course but she was born with a with a whole soul she's so mature she's so Tofful in the way that sometimes scares me because she asks me questions that I'm like, oh my gosh, you're too young for this. I don't want to, you know, talk about these things with you yet. Just, you know, give me some time. So the fact that she's, the way she's probably made her the best candidate, the best person ever to be my little, like, team leader <laughs> during the pandemic because at the end of the day, as much as I don't ask them to do things like, it's not like I'm expecting them to parents, the younger children, siblings right but you know the pandemic taught us a lot and also to our, our children I think you know to kind of you know understand the needs of the other you know the, the, the family and just step up when they can and she definitely did so and and I'm very grateful for for her being the first I would say <laughs> you know I'm so, well, that's amazing and I and I'm really struck with so often we sit with um, mothers and you know, I, I'm all I'm here for all of it. You know, yes. and often I'm I'm the recipient of like the sort of secret sucky parts of motherhood, and I'm sitting here mm. and really recognizing that, and 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 often will reference like mommy bloggers and monfluencers and Instagram and say like, oh, it's all. BS, you know, like, oh, all that. And I'm really reminded that I'm sitting across from someone who really, like, you're here to spill the beans and and, and there are no beans to spill, it seems. I mean, I'm sure that it's been hard. And um, there is a side of that glossy, fabulous motherhood that is genuine, that is truthful. Yeah. Liz, I would say this. I Very briefly, I come from a whole different background. I'm originally from Italy. I... I'm a political scientist. <laughs> I graduated different, you know, a few degrees. I have a master, I have an MBA, and I did whole like I worked in energy and in startups before uh, turning before becoming a mom. And I think I would say from the outside, uh, two pieces to it. If you look at Instagram or social media from the outside uh, in a superficial way, you may not see the beauty, and how true some people are. And I say that because before producing content now, which has become it's a passion, but it's also some sort of like, you know, my my side gig, my identity as a working mom. Yeah. They can see work from home while looking after their children. Looking after I, four children and pregnant four. with the fifth. Great. Yes. Cool. I Casual. have found, I met the most amazing women thanks to Instagram. Yeah. And I will never stop saying that. So if you want to stop. It's a real theme. And, no, for real. No, it's, it's like uh, we've, we've, um, we've heard that. A lot that like Instagram, yeah. we like roll our eyes at it and all that, but it, it's a real tool. That's how I met you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so when I think of I think of you, obviously, and, and all the other, I mean, some, some of my not currently best friends or close, you know, you tend to call best friends the person you probably grew up with. So this is kind of different because we, I met these women mostly before the pandemic, but we grew so close and I just want to I could talk about this thing for hours but I would just want to say that I if I'm mentally where I am gone through a pandemic and now second pregnancy pandemic pregnancy is mostly thanks to the people supporting me through Instagram where 
in the meantime, it become my real friends that I would chat or, you know, in whatever, you know, on the phone or through Instagram or via text messages, but people who are real. So the group think about us and this group of moms that they know who they are. We connected in person before the pandemic started. Many, most of us were based in New York. So, and then we created this group chat. Oh, cool. And that was like my, I didn't need anything else. I'm saying that because we were there to support one another. And, um, I don't know, one of these friends helped me find a doula. I was desperate because I didn't know who could look after my children when I went to give birth with my fourth, right, to my fourth. Oh, my God. I didn't know what to do. You know, I have no family whatsoever. And she introduced me to the concept of doula for siblings, which I had no idea existed. And she's a doula herself, and she gave me some referrals, and I found through her, thanks to her, an amazing doula that came and took care of the children while I went to give birth to my fourth child. Wow. This is just an example, but we've been really for each other there, and we will always be, even though many of us, some some of us have left New York City, for example. But all this to say, I am always very skeptical. skeptical. I tend not to judge. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I tend to huh, just feel serene about things and live peacefully because I think if you are unkind to people if you are bad to people I don't know I can live with that I, I can I can be that I, I just I can't and I feel like keeping an open mind and being open to learn that sometimes the appearance what looks things how things look like is not exactly what, what they are so obviously that when we are on Instagram most of us tend to portray ourselves at our best but I'll say this to you, though. I'm Italian. I was born on heels. I love style and fashion. So this is who I actually am. I, so I, I, I see. <laughs> I want to say that I see it. Yes, that's right. No, I'm he, not faking it. I know you're not. <laughs> that's what's so amazing to me. There <laughs> are people who are faking it. And you know what? They're they're bringing home a paycheck, paycheck to their um, <laughs> families. And they're providing content and entertainment and, and inspiration to other people. But I'm really sitting here. And mm. I'm noticing... You are not faking it. I'm, I'm this like is that. Legit. <laughs> yes, wait. I'm like that. Like my mother, I used to walk around and like wearing like mini skirts back in the day in Italy. My mother would be like, "Why are you wearing this too short for me?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm happy. Let me be." <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I'm like 16, 18, or whatever. Just let me be. So I and I truly love taking care of myself and my children. So I would say, obviously, we don't always look like at our best. But, um, I mean, some of the shots that I publish are just pictures that I take while we walk on the street, not necessarily shoots, professional shoots or anything. Just that I am this way. And there is this very much, I remember, this is really funny. So I was always like, I hope not to sound arrogant, but I was, I was always a bit like the first in class. Mm. In high school and also when I when I was in college, I was always pretty good. And I had this thing where most people people would tend to think that I was less intelligent. Oh, because you're pretty? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I was like this, you know, not only, first of all, thank you for the compliment, but it's not only like kind of like pretty or cute, but also like very smiley, right. very good, right. so very... And There's then, an idea that, like, if if you're intelligent, that you have to be, like, um, I don't know, is it pessimistic or is it just, like, Yeah, a, a, you know, I, I didn't look geeky. I wasn't pissed. I was always smiley, always ready to help. And then people 
would love be like, yeah, you're, you're actually like a smart Barbie or like, I mean, just to make you laugh. But then, but it was the thing. At the end of the day, you can be both things and, oh. and we are all of it. I am messy. There are days that I'm like, don't shower. I had Michelle. Um, she's a mutual friend. She came over a few days ago, like to see us. And I told her, I was like, listen, Michelle, I shower for you today. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take my, my, my now eight years old because she looked after the children. So while I showered some, I'm, you know, I took myself, 10 minutes to myself and I'm ready for you. So most days are really hard, meaning that I don't get to to sit with you and talk to you, which is something that I truly enjoy or get ready, like, you know, look pretty like today. But this is life, you know, like you, we can always expect to be, you know, like always look for the high, you know, there are high, there are lows and just like, you know, regular time. And so I think that focusing on what's good, the good things in your day are personally what has me just, you know, be generally a happy and happy person. I'm generally a happy person. And things haven't been easy for me. It's not like things are always, um, you know, um, actually things, things that never come easy to me. That's why probably I am like that. So I, without going dig too much into my past, but I was born in a very, in a regular family in southern Italy. Nobody spoke anything but Italian. I didn't really get too much guidance because my mom was very, very young. She wasn't even 20 when she had me. Hmm. So I always thought of her more of a, like a sister than like <gasps> a mom, which growing up was amazing because I felt like we had this amazing relationship, which we still do have. We have an amazing relationship. Still, as of today, like we love each other a lot. But she wasn't like my... And the thing is, once you are a mom yourself... You start to understand. I feel like... As a mom now, I see things with different perspective, Yeah, which, being totally honest, sometimes means that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get why my mom did that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like, hmm, I have not have done that, <laughs> <laughs> meaning I do not necessarily approve of my own mother, mom, right, of course, what she did back in the day. And it's not in a judgmental way, but I always, I used to say to myself growing up, you want to know at least what what you don't like or you, who you don't want to be so you can be different. Even if you don't know yet who you want to be or what you want, at least know what you don't want to be or what you don't want so you can be different, you can be better. So I, in the opposite, because of my background and because of my my mother jokes and she's like, oh my God, you lived like so many lives. It's like you did so many things compared to her, right? And maybe being a New Yorker now, mm-hmm. it's more common to meet people like, like, like us. But... Back in southern Italy, I'm like this weird person, and and I'm like, oh no, she's like, no, she's actually very happy. Yeah. But they can't even believe that I fight children now. <laughs> so it's very different the way they can view things. But and also thanks to her in some way. You were telling us in the yeah. in the green room yeah. um, before we stepped sure. in. You were like, you said similarly, like, no yeah. offense to my mom, but she didn't give me much guidance. She was yeah. like, but she always said to do your best and to yeah. achieve and to be ambitious. And and yeah. we joked even just now, like, even in motherhood, there is ambition in you. <laughs> You're like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it All five times over. <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm yeah. going to, yeah, and I'm going to, you know, be this, this light to other mothers. I hope so. I mean, I hope so, obviously, that other mother can feel good and and. Uh, it's part sounds weird if I say that but the truth is I've been always like this I, I had I was always the friend that would be like encouraging and lifting people I love to lift people up that for me it's like 
if you go through life and you don't share what you learn or you don't share your point of view when helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you don't share some like positivity, some optimism, why would you even, you know, where is the fun? I truly, I truly think yeah. that when life is shared, when memories are shared, when life is shared, that's when you really, really capture that memory, the moment forever. And that also the relationship with somebody, you know, when we are young, it's like, oh, I, you know, you hang out with people for like hours and you go to clubs and you study together, you go to lunch together, you go to the beach together and you grow up and a relationship can be formed based on, you know, through a couple of meetups and exchanges and so I feel like being mindful and 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 true you know it's so important because you know the people want to see true people and they yeah. want to be seen and I always say that we don't have to be all the same we are all different like even if you think about the group of mom friends that I have we are like all so different but we see each other we respect each other we acknowledge each other one of the things that I think husbands I'm not bringing my husband, but I just say I feel like maybe male partners tend to do less because usually they're a bit less um, emotionally connected to their like subconscious. You want to talk about a problem not because you want to find a solution, mm-hmm. but just because you want to be heard. But that's also with Please. children. That's like a real tenant of respectful what? parenting. You don't have to. You don't have to like. You don't even have to make sense of a child's or literally anyone's <laughs> feelings. You just have to hear them. That is just the secret sauce. It's just, just the them. witness. That's actually, they say this in like um, trauma-informed therapy, um, uh, of which I obviously, I just like take these classes because I think it's fun. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but just that like what we need is a witness. That's how we uh, we digest whatever's going on for us, big or small. What we need are loving, caring eyes and a nod. And it really doesn't – but sometimes, you know – Sometimes partners, as you're as you're saying, want to fix. Yeah. Dan, by the way, he's he's learned not to fix. Did you know this? Oh, that's, you can teach you can teach great. your men. They're changeable. People learn. Mm-hmm. Even just some, like a natural, like a normal exchange, it would be totally fine. Just amongst the three of us, would be like, oh my gosh, like complicated. It gets complicated because they just can hear, and that's but that's a kind of their instinct to find a solution to find. Yeah. To provide the, I don't know what's that, yeah, but anyway, that's that's a very interesting <laughs> point of view. And I agree with you that if you apply that to the children, they want to be heard, right? Because children also, are people and people yeah, want to be heard no matter what gender they are. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, some, somewhere it gets messed up. But I, uh, I'm no, holding yeah, I out hope. I'm really holding out hope yeah. that Dan can be the ripple effect for the men out there. Yeah. He can, I, I really, I, I, I shared this information with him, and he really will be like, okay, babe. Okay, babe. That's amazing. Can you imagine? That's amazing. Earth shattering. <laughs> I, I would say that, uh, um, I mean, there's always hope. Like, seriously, if he's able to, if he, understood, if he got that, amazing, amazing. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, I mean, I don't even want to get started on the, you know, like, um, kind of like, personal relationship like in the kind of situation because it's like such a huge Pandora vase also um, but I do feel like yeah that's amazing What and that's something that only like your village can give you like, yes. if you got good friends and you've created a village uh, which I didn't have I didn't have at so all. that's what that uh, on Sorry. Instagram mm-hmm. you created your own sort of 
community. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, what happened is that, I mean, New York is a big city, obviously, but at the end of the day, it feels small, if you know the people, like, meaning that, especially in certain fields, then you tend to kind of, like, get to know each other. And the wonderful thing about it is that um, my the creation of my Instagram profile or presence grew um, at the same time as my real relationship that I had with these people we become like real like people who are important in my life and and it's proven to me that social media can actually be good because let's say that I had a Facebook account back in 2007 whatever probably probably when we all started right but back in the day Facebook wasn't meant to make new friends it was to connect with people you already knew yeah mostly right yeah and I think that um I actually didn't start Instagram when my first was born in 2014, which is what I see many of the people I'm connected to these days. They started around the time they had their first child and sometimes around the 2014, 15. I started like, more like 2018, a few years later. But to me, it really was a tool to build that virtual village that I couldn't find anywhere else, okay? Now, there are some amazing apps being built. There are some amazing women that come up with some incredible initiatives and podcasts, and there are, Instagram is not the only way but it was definitely for me a, a tool and the best way to find that family that I, you know, that I needed, you know, right. that I could trust. Uh, and that's um, one side. On the other hand, it's also become um, a way to make an income. Although, again, I, I don't do that because of, the, the, you know, opportunities. That's It's more like goes together. Like, I want to be a mom. I want to be with my children. And if I can do something on the side and I find a work with the fun brands and make some money, I'll do that. But if I can't because I'm too busy, I'll say no and I'll do it next month. Right. Okay. I also Although I, how do you how do you get to the point where you are approached by brands that yeah. you can say yes or no? That's that's pretty cool. So when I got started, I um I slowly built uh so I started to build this community and I would be I would be approached by brands that were offering me like some you know, goodies and merchandise, and I would just post about it uh, without being paid. Uh, having said that, there was a great learning curve for me because I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. Like, no, I'm not saying that I'm now an expert, but oh, you, I, didn't you really know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing back in the day. So I was very grateful to get some free stuff and to be able to learn how to create content for a brand and what means also in terms of... Ah, there are many ways that the content we, we produce can be used by brand, okay? Which uh, we're not going to discuss right now. It's probably not, not the time, but... It, it's a good thing to discuss. Yeah. It actually is pretty uh-huh. interesting. Okay, okay. No one talks about how to be a mommy influencer. Okay. And when I was... In 2017, when I became a mom, I remember a friend of mine who also had a baby around the same time was like, I see why this is such an exciting opportunity for women who want to be with their children Yeah, and who also want to have adult interaction, an outlet for creativity, totally, totally, 100%. an outlet for creativity, as you said earlier in the green room, a solve to loneliness, Absolutely. purpose, um, and income. I yeah. mean, it actually is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I agree with every single word you say. So first of all, yeah, escape, like, um, it felt quite lonely back in the day when I quit my full-time job 
to understand, to figure out what to do next with my children because I had three children by 10 and I felt like they were only be taken care of by the nanny was doing an amazing job, but obviously it wasn't me and I was, wasn't around much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so this is, this is, this is it. You know, this is what it's going to look like. I really don't see them for most of the day and then I barely see them on the weekends. Um, now, uh, I do want to mention something and go back to the brand piece in a few seconds. I'm, Aware that I'm very, I'm very, that I'm, and I'm very grateful that I can make the choice of to course. stay home. Having said that, I can also tell you that if I wanted to go work, let's say full time, now with a gap, I don't know how much that would hurt my career or my, you know, my my negotiation power when it comes to salary. But with four or five children, but probably even three, most of my salary, if not everything, would go to pay for caregivers. And schools. So if someone Child is care, like, schools, aftercare, yeah. if there are any, as I you, mentioned. You, I would net probably zero, and I wouldn't be with my children. So I want to say this because I had a crazy question from somebody from Europe, um, and they were like, of course, you guys are kids in America because it's easy for you. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do? You, what, what is it? I, I can tell you that in Europe, most people get like up to six, nine months maternity, full, fully paid, one year when they can leave work like half, like half day because if, if they're breastfeeding, like even in Italy, which isn't as good as Germany probably, but still pretty good. So let's make things clear. No, every choice has a price. Mm. So of course, I could go and work full time like I always did and use that money to pay for an any and for a school and for after school and for somebody to pick them up and all the kind of things. And that apply even if I had two children, not four, it's still incredibly expensive. So many mothers decide also not to to, to take a break because it, they said, okay, at least, you know, I can be with my children given that I won't net much, I won't put much in my pocket anyways. And there are some people, right. I, like, I'll just say, yeah. who are like, I'm not good at being with my children and I don't want to. Exactly. And I want to work instead. And when I get to tuck them in, at least they have a mommy who made a big deal at, at work and feels proud of themselves. And yeah, power to you. Totally acceptable. I, 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 I 100% support that. Totally. I know that I most people think that I'm, in a good way, of hopefully, crazy no. to have four or five children and they really can't understand how I can actually be alive and breathing <laughs> and, and pregnant given that I really haven't had any help since March 2020. But I'm like, everybody's different. And what brings me happiness is, you know, I always was, that's really funny. So I studied political science and international business and economics, but I always had a bit of a creative mind. I would watch MTV videos for hours and be like, oh my gosh, what would I do in that video? How would I interpret that song? What would I, I have this creative creativity inside of me and I love fashion, obviously, you know, it's hard not to love fashion if you're in Italy, but you know, one of the best things, but so, and I never really expressed that, right? So somehow this Instagram journey gave me the opportunity to discover like a, like a sleeping part of my soul and I was like, yeah, and I can be with my children. And by the way, children actually, not much my younger, but my, my two oldest one, now they get it. So my oldest, she loves to go to events with me. She's always oh, asking so when we're doing the next thing, when we're getting invited. And she started to understand how brands work. I, I, I try to teach her, not in a way that I'm like, ah, in a, in a, like, in education. It's more like, you know, 
like a, like a ch- in a chatty way, like you know, tell no. If you, you know, were a gardener, yeah. you would teach your child how to garden. Yeah, but I, I think it's interesting that she really gets it. And she started to. She still looks in some ways. She still looks up to me, even though I'm not working as a diplomat, which is what I thought that I would do when I started. You know, I look she, up to you. <laughs> you know, like yeah, we, you know, it, no. and, and the people in so your sweet. community look up to you. That's you so know, sweet. diplomat yeah. or no, those yeah. people who are diplomats are. They're doing their life's work, yeah. but how cool that you yeah, get to do your life's work and also, and you were an only child. So I do have a, one sibling who oh. is a brother, and uh, but I would say this: we, are, so we're very different, and also I left my own town a long time ago, like mm. in two thousand six. Then Italy in 2010. But I I was already gone, like, even before I left my own town, which is Naples, where Amalfi and Capria. Mm. I left, uh, like, metaphorically, like, officially, like, before, because while I was studying, I was already working. I was always much, very much, because my parents got divorced when I was in college. So uh, there were also some financial changes for us. But the way I am, I was like, okay, great, I'll get to work. And luckily, I was able to succeed in my studies, like, in a way that I, I truly enjoy studying. I know this also sounds crazy, probably, but I truly enjoy learning new things. So for me, that wasn't, like, a big deal, something that I would be doing, like, oh, my gosh, I really don't want to. I really loved studying and learning new things. And then I would work, like, you know, like, little jobs on the side. And so I was really, like, not much at home and then left Naples in 2006. So... And and he's a very different person. I so we are just not really connected. In fact, one of the things that I always wish I had that I don't have is a sister. Uh, mm. I always wish I had a sister. And then don't get me wrong, I had amazing friends. I grew up with many friends that still love me, still text me, and they would be for me there forever. And I know that, and I'm very grateful for them. But I think that as life gets busier because we get older, we have children, somehow. The bond you have with a sibling, like with a sister in this case, because again, I never had one, and I and I wish I did. Uh, it's something probably almost some brick ball. At least I hope so for my children, which is in some ways close the circle a little bit. It's why I felt so compelled suddenly or at some point to have more children. I was like, Beautiful. I didn't have this, but maybe I can give it to them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm just so taken with like, you know, how uh, we don't we we've never really hung out. I think Mine. I saw you at one event. Yeah, probably once. one. Yeah, probably once. And but. you know, I just want to like just earmark this for the listener. Like, I always assume that when someone on Instagram is like happy and beautiful and optimistic, they are lying. <laughs> <laughs> I just really do assume that. And I'm sitting across from you and I'm I'm like, wow, no. Yeah, so and it, it's not from um, a lack of worldliness and intellect, as you said, right? Because that's what people always say. Like, <laughs> oh, if you're if you're if you're happy, you might you, if you're like genuinely giggly and and yeah. pretty and you must not be smart. No. Yeah, I mean it's, that's an assumption, but you know what? I think that we all sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We interrupt. all have this people look for safety nets. They look for security. They It's easier to put people in a box. It's so much easier. I'm an Italian from Southern Italy where people are still misogynist, okay? And when I went back to Italy last time, 2017, I, I was still working full-time, making quite good money. 
I had this driver that we had to hire because we were on an island and our house wasn't really where it was supposed to be, long story. But he would be talking to my husband, like he was the boss, he was the one. I was like, I'm paying you. Why don't you talk to me? It's just, it's, it's a joke. But just to say, like, it's, it's, very, it's very hard for people to overcome sometimes stereotypes and, and the tendency to always put people in a box and to, so that you can kind of understand who they are. And the truth is that I feel like, if I think about myself, I'm many things, but it, in, a, in a fluid way even. Like, I don't really see myself as, like, Italian in a way that I have to be obsessed about, you know, raising my kids a certain way. I'm very much uh, at peace with who I am, like a, like an like international person who married somebody from different countries, different religion. They are embraced, and I try to teach my kids things about all our, you know, different backgrounds and heritages and cultures. You know, to do a good job at that. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's that easy to put me in a box, like, because I'm like many things and I feel like I'm in Israel and I feel like I can connect very much with people and I can connect very much with Jews and I'm Jewish myself today, but I'm also Italian and I understand that part of being Mediterranean and I'm also a New York mom. I, yeah. For me, being a mother is being a New Yorker. I, I came here pregnant with my first from Australia. I came here in 2014 in February and she was born in July of the same year. And I, and that was after my almost three years stay in Australia. So also have this huge passionate connection with the Southeast Asia and all the culture and the, and the food and the people and um, how different they are than Americans or, you know, yeah. people from the UK. So I just feel like, yeah, that's who I am. I'm somebody who's just open-minded and I just want to keep learning. I want to keep talking to people who appreciate differences. Because I know sometimes we talk about how important it is, and I don't want to get now into the diversity stuff because I'm obviously a supporter of all that, but I think that it's important to appreciate the differences because that's when we actually value them. If we don't see them, it's like, okay, you know, I don't want to really say that, but maybe, you know, you are, you know, I'm white, you are black. No, it's more about, I love the way you are, mm. as you are, right? And I feel like, I don't know, it's just easier for people sometimes to put a label on people. Yeah. So also, know, if you're looking for, if you're looking for, it, we attract who we are. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so, like, I think if you're, like, looking to sniff out the BS or the lies or the dark or the edge or the da-da, you'll find it. Yeah. You know? And, like, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm tickled by the idea that, like, motherhood with five children can be as delightful as I, as I, as I feel it. it it, it, it is, is but, but, but I want to say something, though, and I, I know you obviously said it with, with love, and, 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 and I, I totally appreciate it. Um, so I think everybody has a different, like, a coping mechanism with, you know, challenges and times are hard and stuff. I, I have some sort of a selective memories. I'm not kidding. Oh. Even when I talked to my mother, now she was here recently after, finally, after three years, she was like, how do you remember that? And it was some, like, not really good memory from the time she was divorcing my father's time. And I'm like, I don't know. I seriously do not remember. Yeah. She almost got upset with me. And then I would tell her, listen, the truth is, I want to remember the good stuff. Mm. I don't want to remember the shitty stuff. And probably that what my brain does. Having said that, I wanted to add, obviously, 
I, I personally, for example, I personally tend to share more when I'm happy. But it's something that I said a lot in stories on posts. Like, and the more, the happier I am, the more I share. Sometimes I don't share just because I don't have the time. It's different. But generally, if I'm very happy, I tend to share more because I feel like I can give more. Because you've got to give, right, when you feel good, right, when you are exhausted or, you know, or, or tired, it's, it's harder to, to be giving, right? But I, I think one of the secrets uh, to um, really be able to establish a real connection, if anybody listening that is interested into this kind of like social media path of aspect, it's important to stay true. So they, there are, although maybe not often, they're more sporadic, posts about... Uh, how um, how hard it was for me, for example, to realize through the pandemic, and that's probably something we should have touched also earlier today, but the pandemic made me realize that some people were just not great people. Mm. And I had to let go of these people. And actually, there's one of the posts that I pinned. It's probably a black and white picture on the right side on, on my uh, Instagram page where I actually speak about how that changed me because I realized that there were... Some people weren't just for me there at all. Uh, and I'm not the kind of person who relies on people much already. Uh, so, yeah, that caused me lots of sadness. So, so shifting, I would say, philosophically speaking, accepting that there can be bad people, there can mm -hmm. be bad guys, it's something hard for me to do because mm -hmm. I tend to only see... The, the light and the good in people. So absolutely, I'm, I'm talking about people who are supposed to be the people that they should have been there for me or for us, for my family. Um, so there's there's been lots of disappointments, like lots of uh, things that I had to fight for, you know, like uh, um, even the situation with my mom at some point got very peculiar because she she was hit very hardly by, by the pandemic uh, from a mental health standpoint. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I didn't see her in like for over three years, for three years. Wow. And I couldn't get her to come here. So, and I felt so lonely in that because I'm the kind of person that most people will be like, oh my gosh, that's your daughter. She's so fun. Why don't you go visit her? And she'll be like, oh, I don't know, I can't go. And I'm like, wow, I'm, if I'm this daughter that everybody would like to hang out with, why then my mom doesn't want to hang out with me? So there are lots of things. And I've actually spoken a lot about this on Instagram, also in my story, I shared the struggle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, luckily, I would say health-wise, I've had so far, no good, like, regular pregnancies. So usually around pregnancies, there's lots of um, very, um, like, very honest, but very uh, also I try to be insightful and honest and also optimistic because I don't want to scare moms. Okay, I also ah. don't want to scare moms. How do we, how does our listener get to find you? They're not lucky and have to go to dinner with you like <laughs> we are. Yeah. So they can find me on Instagram, which is where, where I spend most of my free time, <laughs> uh, which is uh, at Danila Davidson, which is D-A-N-I-L-A-D-A-V-I-D-S-O-N, like the motorcycle. And then I do, I don't really have a website, mostly because when I started Instagram, um, I don't know, like most of moms were, were like, okay, we're not necessarily blogging through the blog anymore but we can actually do um, you know just do social media blogging through actual so the cool. platform so yeah that's how you can find me and thank you so much for having me thank mm. you thank you for being the light that you are <laughs> and so for sweet. really embracing everyone's differences so and creating the community that you've created that's so sweet thank you so much 